Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join us is Rachel Linden, and she's joining us to talk about her latest book, The Enlightenment of Bees. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for calling into the show. Of course. It's my pleasure. I'm so happy to be with you. I love the whole premise of this book. Uh, tell me about your journey to being a writer, because you've written not just this book, but several others. Yes, this is my third. Well, I did something totally crazy. I was in international aid work. I was living abroad in Budapest with my husband. Um, and right before we decided to start a family, I thought, hey, now's a great time to start a career in writing. This is something I've always wanted to do. And let's go for it. So I started my career about the same time as I we started our family, which is totally nuts, yeah. um, but it worked for us. <laughs> That's amazing. It's a lot of juggling. It is a lot of juggling, yes. Sort of like diapers and nursing and naps and yeah. writing and deadlines. And, yeah. But great outlet, I mean, to have something for yourself like that. Yes, it's like having a, it's like having a secret identity, like having a superhero identity. I put on my dress and heels and go to an author signing. I'm like, secret super writer mom. Exactly. Or when you're doing radio interviews and you have spit up on you and you're wearing sweats that are beaten up and you're, you know, live on the radio somewhere. Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So tell me about um, your experience uh, working for over seven years as a a global humanitarian aid worker. So uh, my husband and I worked uh, for an NGO in Europe. It's an international organization, faith-based, for seven years. And, And during that time, I was mainly focused on training And I was significantly focused on assisting women in trauma. So some of those women had been trafficked. um, Some of them had just endured trauma in other ways. And then in 2015, um, I started volunteering in the refugee crisis because the refugees literally showed up on our doorstep in our train station. And we started realizing, oh, my gosh, this is a huge thing. This is a humanitarian crisis. And at that point, at the beginning, there wasn't a lot of aid being provided, so a lot of uh, just normal Hungarian citizens banded together and formed an amazing organization called Migration Aid and just started go- driving carloads of supplies amazing. out to the border and going to the train stations and setting up these very impromptu shelters and handing out food. And so I was part of that. That's an amazing experience. It was, and it was phenomenal to really... Um, understand it not in terms of numbers because the numbers were staggering and the need was staggering and it was heartbreaking but to understand it by sitting down with someone and sharing a sandwich with them and talking to them and realizing okay these are just people just normal people coming from very difficult situations but trying to bring their families to safety and you know i'm listening to you thinking all it takes is one person and to start a domino effect effect of empathy and caring and and really it was just uh, it was honestly, I was joining in with what the Hungarian people were doing. They just said, okay, this is on our doorstep. These are people that need help. We're going to help them. And they gave very sacrificially. And I got to be part of that. I would go load up my little trolley with cucumbers and cheese and rolls and strap my uh, 13-month-old son to my chest and just oh go gosh. into this um, uh, makeshift camp behind the railway station and, um, you know, bring food. So, yeah, it was, it was an amazing experience. Not everyone would do that, Rachel. I think it's wonderful. Well, oh, thank you. Well, I think when, when, you, when there's a human face to it um, and it becomes real and it's in your neighborhood, then mm-hmm. um, it's a lot easier to act, you know? What did that feel like, having your baby with you? I, I was a little, 
I was initially a little bit nervous about it, but honestly, a lot of the people, uh, the refugees coming through, they're very warm culture and very um, family-oriented, and they loved it. It really made mm-hmm. such a bridge and such a connection point because a lot of them had young children as well. Right. And so we just kind of shared on a level of moms and families, and so it was, a, it was actually a really bonding thing. That's incredible because I'm sure not many women would bring their baby in a situation like that, so it really, I feel like, brought the barriers down. Yeah, I think so. I think it made it just a very, um, you know, a human connection point, which was yes. wonderful. If you're just tuning in, we're speaking with author Rachel Linden. Um, we're here to talk about her book, The Enlightenment of Bees. So tell me about how this book came about. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking a lot about um, this idea about the refugees and about people wanting to help in my own experience and um, really thinking about how we have this idea that we have to do something enormous often. Uh, We have to do something just huge with our lives or it doesn't mean anything. And a lot of times I run into people who say, oh gosh, well, I really love this, but I don't see how it could change the world. And so I wrote The Enlightenment of Bees because I wanted to shed light on um, something that I think is very true, that is what you love can help the world, can change the world. And so this whole story is about this baker, Mia, who thinks she's got her entire life planned out. And then when it all crumbles away, she goes on a humanitarian trip to find her new sweet spot in life. And she's really looking for the place where her passion meets the world's need because she really wants to make an authentic difference. And it's all about finding your sweet spot. I love that. I like how you, um, and I tend to do this too, you, you incorporated people in your life, like your grandmother, Sally, uh, who inspired the Nana Alice character. Could you tell me about that? Oh, yeah. That is such a sweet story. So my uh, grandmother lost my grandfather at the age of 79 after a 14-year battle with Alzheimer's. Oh. And it was just a very difficult time for her entire family, especially for her. And this wonderful thing happened about a year later. Um, she reconnected with an old high school friend. They had been drama partners together, and they ended up getting married at the age of 80 oh. and traveling the world, globetrotting, for the next seven years, they would go to Antarctica, and they would go to Dubai, and they would go to Indonesia. And, um, it was amazing. It was like watching a senior citizen Cinderella story. And so I wanted to incorporate that into Enlightenment of Bees, this beautiful story about a late-in-life romance and um, how it's never too late for love. I love that. That is so sweet. Okay, so tell me about uh, the worst wedding weekend of your life. <laughs> the shark days. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that was that was um, after my graduation from college, and I had a friend, and I had been through this really terrible breakup, and this good friend of mine, um, really nice guy, was like, we were thinking maybe we we're going to be more than friends, and so I invited him to be my plus one to this very fancy wedding in Florida, and um, it just went disastrously. It was the worst wedding weekend. He ended up being way more interested in somebody else at our table and uh. left me on the dance floor and. <laughs> It was like it was Aww. like a bad teen movie. Yes, yes. It, it's okay. And um, and then on the Fourth of July, uh, to sun, to like top off this horrible weekend, we got chased by a six foot bull shark in <gasps> Florida in oh West Palm Beach, and all the people on the shore were screaming and waving their arms and going shark shark oh get gosh. out of the water. And we managed to make it out. Nobody got bitten, but we saw this shark come all the way up to the shallows and it had been pursuing us. So that just topped Whoa. off a terrible wedding weekend. But I, I thought later, you know, this is so absurd that yes. I really should put it in a book. You so it to. is in Enlightenment of Bees, and it is autobiographical. I love it. 
I love when people put in real things that happen and put a twist on them. Yes, and I, you know, all of my books, I really like to focus on hope, courage, and connection. Mm -hmm. And there's all my favorite stuff, travel, food, second chances at love, um, you know, finding meaning in the world, social justice issues. And I put all of these things in, and so many of them are directly related to things that I've experienced, especially as an international aid worker in, you know, 50 countries. I love that. You know, uh, the name of my show is Get the Funk Out. And we all go through these personal and professional upheavals. And I always encourage people to go out and do something for somebody else. How would you suggest people get involved doing something similar to what you're doing? Well, I think um, going back to the theme of finding your sweet spot, I encourage people not to look at the thing that they think is the most um, noble or the thing they should be doing, but look at the thing they actually love to do. And then look around in their communities and internationally and say, okay, where are other people making a difference by doing this and how can I join in? Because when you love something, when you're passionate about something, you're able to share that in an authentic way. And I truly believe that everything can make a difference if it's done with love and if it's done um, in the right way. So that's what I would encourage. Look at what you love. If it's knitting, if it's baking, if it's changing or, you know, mechanics, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Look at that and then figure out how people are making a difference with it and join in with that. I love that because if you're real, if you're authentic, people can catch up, you know, pick up on that. Yeah, exactly. You know, so you have a very unusual place to write. You write in your, um, is it a VW ban- van? <laughs> it's a VW <laughs> Pop Top Westphalia camper. Yeah, so it's like one of those old, old, yeah, Westphalias. And his name is Max okay. and he, he is name. fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, his name is Max, and Maximilian, he's named for the patron saint of families, and uh, he's a fantastic place to write because um, there's no technology, there's just the smell of old vinyl and, you know, decades of campfires, and I can park him in these, and I live in Seattle, so mm-hmm. we're just surrounded by natural beauty, and I can park him in these beautiful spots, and then there's no distraction, and I can write. He's like a little, a little nest of creativity. You know, that's really a smart idea. I've never heard anybody doing that. I mean, I tend to go to the library and just put my headphones on and tune everything out. But to just get out there by yourself um, must be beautiful. Oh, it is. And I, I'm kind of an introvert, and I cannot. Um, I can only focus on one thing at once. And so I can't focus when other people are around. If I'm in a coffee shop, I just end up watching everyone. So mm-hmm. I really have to be alone. And I've found that if I can avoid distraction then a lot of creativity comes, and there's just a, it makes a peaceful place that really fosters creativity. Also, I have a two-year-old and a five-year-old, and that is not a peaceful <laughs> place for fostering creativity. No. <laughs> Little hands under the door, Mommy, can I have a graham cracker? Right. Um, so it's helpful if I can get away to, to have some space in my head um, for writing. About how many hours of the day do you get to spend writing? Oh, less than I should. <laughs> I would say I, tr- I aim for about three. I probably do about two. So I have um, my writing career with young children has become sort of desperation and efficiency combined. Oh, yes. That would be my, my writing ethos at this point. But before kids, I had all of this time. And after kids, it's, it's really like a brisk efficiency. <laughs> but don't you feel like, I know with me, I feel like this, that my brain goes on turbo mode. If all I have is two hours, I'm like, okay, go. And then you just get yes. into the zone and you put out your yes. best work. You try Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're far more efficient. I spend so much less time procrastinating than I did when I had more time because I just don't have time for it. So right. I really have to make every minute count. I love that. And before we wrap, tell me about how much you love baking, where that came from. 
Oh, so I, um, you know, I grew up in the Midwest in a homeschooled family. My grandmother lived with us. And so I grew up in the kitchen baking with my mother and my grandmother. And when I was a kid, I didn't like it. I really felt like it was a chore. It was a drudgery. But as I've gotten older, I've realized what a gift it is. I love it. I feel like it is really empowering because it has all over the world enabled me to um, build community and to offer hospitality to people. Anywhere in the world, people love to have something that you've made with your own hands. Baked goods, like a universal language of baked goods. And, um, And I feel like it also connects me to my roots when I bake. I feel like my mother and my grandmother are standing right there with me. And that's a beautiful thing. So in the midst of living in a foreign country, I can feel like I'm still home. That's beautiful. So tell me where people can find out more about you. So the, the easiest place would be my website, which is www.rachellinden.com. Enlightenment of Bees comes out on Tuesday. Tomorrow is its Yay, birthday. Congrats. Um, <laughs> thank you. And they can also find me on Facebook and on Instagram. And I love to hear from people. So if you're listening and you want to connect, if you read the book and you like it or don't like it or have thoughts, just um, connect with me. I love that. Fantastic. Rachel, thank you so much for calling into the show. Oh, thank you. It's been such a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Congratulations on your book. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. That was Rachel Linden, the author of The Enlightenment of Bees. If you missed any part of this, uh, all the info about Rachel is up on my show blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And I am on Twitter uh, at moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. And KUCI is on Twitter at KUCI-FM. We're on Instagram at KUCI-FM. Facebook, KCI 88.9, and Tumblr, blog.kci.org. And if you want to find out about being a guest on my show, just shoot me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at KUCI.org. And let's see, I'm going to, I had a little schedule adjustment this week, so I'm going to play a couple of, uh, let's let's do a song, and then I'm going to bring on a pre-recorded interview I had done, so... This is Amanda Marshall with Birmingham. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.